0: The
1: Burt Show. Uh, you guys are going to have to explain this one to me because I really don't understand how women's parts work. So uh, how can a woman get pregnant twice in the same week? Twice in the same week?
2: So my guess is, and I am not a doctor, um, my guess is sometimes two eggs can release at the same time and maybe one sperm got to one egg and another sperm got to a different egg.
1: Happened this past week to a woman in Pittsburgh.
0: A superportation pregnancy is when you get pregnant while you're already pregnant. We were planning for a baby and I got pregnant. So I found that I was pregnant and I figured, you know, I can't get pregnant again. It's, you know, it's fine if we are continue to be careless. And a week later, I went to the ER because I was in so much pain. I thought I was having a miscarriage. But come to find out, I was in so much pain because my uterus was growing so fast because there was two more babies. The pregnancy itself was very good. The babies are very healthy, even still to this day. So she's having triplets.
1: <sighs> <laughs> triplets now.
0: So,
2: so she, she did- ended
1: up having triplets because she actually got pregnant twice in one week and it's called superfetation.
2: Superfetation.
1: Damn. You go from zero to three yeah. in <laughs> one week. <laughs> Life just changed quick.
2: When I was younger, I wanted to have twins. I thought it was going to be so cool. And like, you know, they, they have, there's like the old wives tell that if it runs in your family, genetic, blah, blah, blah. Some people say that's true. Some people say it's not. And we do have twins in our family. And then my brother had twins. And then after that, I did not want to have twins. <laughs> I
3: bet. I bet, <laughs> I mean, man.
2: like, and after having one, people with multiples, I bow down to you. Because having not one, but two or three kids yeah. going through the infant stage, like, all at the same time. Then going through the toddler stage all at the same time. Lord, have mercy.
1: Doesn't that sound glorious to you?
2: Yeah, one and done to me. Honestly, sounds great.
1: <laughs> you get pregnant
4: with kids, and then you just have your your maybe your your boy child and your girl child, or if you wanted two girls, you just get it all knocked out in one pregnancy.
1: Bounce out after that. <laughs> all right, so let's get some um, answers from over the weekend because we had suggested just go on over to the house if you think your former neighbor has stolen your dog, even if it was a year later that that dog would still respond to its name, and that's how you would know. Maybe.
2: All right, so Meredith hit us up. She sent us an email, and she was struggling because she had lost her dog. A year ago, she got the most adorable little black lab puppy who she adored and loved. And the little girl next door also had an affinity for the puppy. Apparently, she used to come over and play with him, Max, almost every single day. So she had been working from home, um, and she would let the dog go in and out of the house into the backyard. And one day, she went out to the backyard to look for Max, and he wasn't there. And somebody had opened the gate to her yard. The gate was open. She searched high and low for this dog and could not find him. Well, these neighbors, at the same time, ended up moving. And she saw them post a story on Instagram, and in the background of the video, saw a dog that looked just like her Max. It was a black lab, about the same size he would be now, a year later. And she, fir- she firmly believes this family moved, stole her dog because their daughter enjoyed playing with him so much, and took him as their own. So we discussed this last week, and I was like, go to that house, uh-huh. knock on that door, be like, come here, Max. And if he comes to you, you have concrete proof then. The video is not your concrete proof. Um, and this is also, I think, a PSA for everybody to get their dog chipped that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that that's the easy telltale sign because they literally have a serial number in their body proving that they are they they belong to you.
1: So did she do it or not? Abby's got the email.
2: So I couldn't get the courage to knock on their door. It's not like
4: they live just around the corner anymore. They moved about an hour away, which made it kind of nerve wracking to just knock on their door. Because it would seem really weird for me to just pop in, we weren't that close when they lived next to me. So there'd be no reason for me to drive an hour and knock on the door unless I was prepared to accuse them of stealing Max. I wasn't sure I was ready for confrontation
2: that could make me look psycho if I was wrong. Because I had thrown out that maybe this little girl loved mm-hmm. that black puppy so you know, black black lab puppy so much that when they moved, they got her one to help ease with the transition of moving. Instead, I started texting with the wife. I began some small talk, like asking how things have been for them.
4: Then I kind of fibbed and made up a story in order to see if I could get info or catch her in a lie. First, I told her that she may not be aware, but Max went missing about a year ago. She said she had heard that and she was so sorry. Then I mentioned that I had seen a black lab in the background of her husband's Instagram stories and was hoping she would tell me where they got their lab. I pretended I was looking for a reputable place to adopt a lab and was seeking recommendations. Here's where it gets weird. She was quick to respond to all the previous texts until I asked for that specific question about where they got the dog. Then she went silent for like 10 or 15 minutes. When she finally replied, she told me that it wasn't their dog. They were just dog sitting for someone. But the way she said it, it felt like she was lying. So I followed up and asked if she mind if I contacted the person they were dog sitting for to find out where they got the dog. She said she'd ask them and get back to me. The next day, I asked her if she got any info. She told me she asked her friend and was told that it was a gift from an ex, and that person doesn't know where it came from. Sounds suspicious. Mm-hmm. However, I feel like I'm stuck. Even if I were to travel that hour to their new house and knock on the door, I'm not sure if Max would remember me. It's been a whole year and he was just a puppy back then. Plus, I never got Max microchipped before he got lost. I had planned I had planned to, but I never got the chance. So I can't use that as proof. I'm not sure if there's anything else I can do
2: at this point, Meredith.
1: I don't know that there's anything she can do at this point.
2: I'd still go. I still go to the house. Ha- like you have to go with your gut and your gut is telling you something is off.
1: Yeah, because you you probably have to go because you'll never be able to live with yourself if you don't do everything possible. There's a good chance, though, you go there. Dog, like, comes to you no matter what you call it. It doesn't much matter. There's just a new person there. But legally, I don't think you can do anything at this point except try to clear your conscience.
2: Because it's not microchipped. He's not microchipped. But I would still go to the house because... And I, I know, like, it might seem fruitless because... You go, and the dog does recognize you, and what are you going to do? You're going to steal their dog? Right,
1: right. The Burt Show. You know we don't talk about enough, or maybe even ever at all on this show. What? Have we ever talked to anybody, any listener, that is completely, totally happy and satisfied being single?
2: Yes. We have? I think a long time ago.
1: I don't recall who this is unicorn is. Mm-hmm. But, um, I was talking to somebody the other day that is in a relationship and was really nervous to get out of it. Right. And we were trying to get like down to the bottom line and why are you, why are you so scared to take off? And I think most people are scared because they fear that they're going to be lonely, how they're going to feel the time. Right. So, and we talk about breaking up on this show so much that I was curious if we could get a call or two from somebody going, you know what? I've been single my entire life. Or I've dabbled in relationships, and to be honest with you, there's nothing to fear. I am way happier alone than I am in a relationship. One eight five five Burchell.
2: Yeah, I said, and this was like forever ago, and I may be misremembering or just conjuring up something in my head. Who knows? Um, but she was a woman, and she was older, and she was perfectly content and happy being single and had no desire to be in a relationship whatsoever. One of my best friends, Amy.
1: We all know Amy, mm-hmm. my business manager, best friend. She's like a sister to me. Uh, been single most of her life and is just so incredibly <laughs> happy being single. And I think most people can't even really embrace that thought that they're, you have to go through life with somebody. You're going to grow old, right? Mm-hmm. No.
3: I I feel like I was like that for a while. I have a friend that's like that, too. But I've I've said before that, I mean, I've been happy in relationships, but if I'm being honest with myself, I was definitely the happier times of my life were when I was single, Mm -hmm. for sure. Really?
4: Yeah. I'm getting to the point where the thought of being in a relationship is so foreign to me that I don't even really miss having somebody around. To me, I think the people that struggle with being single are the people who have never experienced it really in their adult life. Like the people who got in their first relationship at 16 and then broke up and then didn't, didn't have a good time with that adjustment period, because I do think that's the hard part um, about it is like when you go from having someone to not having someone, you feel that loss. But when you go a long enough time without it, you realize you're much more capable than you think that you are.
1: Good morning, Burt Show. Who is this? Nicole. Hey, Nicole. All right. You've been single your whole life or recently, but you definitely endorse the single life.
5: Recently. It's been two years now. I had a traumatic accident happen two years and the guy I was talking to said that the accident wouldn't change anything and he ended up ghosting me two weeks later. So <laughs> I've been single since then. And honestly, it's been the most life changing thing. I've never been happier. Is that right? Good for you. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you.
1: What is it that you enjoy most about being single?
5: Um, I think mostly just I don't really have to not necessarily answer to anybody, but I can just kind of. Dude, I want to at my own pace. I don't really have to be anywhere at a certain time, not rushed places. Just it's very easy going.
6: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that fear of just being alone, uh, I think for most keep them in those relationships though, because they don't have that experience of mm-hmm. like being able to pivot. You don't have to like debate with anybody, but just the thought of being lonely is so scary to people that they'll stay in that relationship.
2: What's on the other <laughs> side of fear?
1: Nothing. Nothing.
2: Hey, Allison,
1: good morning. You're on the Burke show. Hi. I was-
5: Hey. good morning. Good morning. Yes, I um, am 35 and have been single pretty much my entire life. I've dabbled here and there and it's just headache after headache <laughs> <laughs> um, and have honestly really just recently found comfort and being okay by myself. Um, it was kind of a revelation within the last two years and I've, I'm, I'm complete. I feel I feel very happy and fulfilled.
2: As you should. And do you ever find yourself though around your friends, and do they try to convince you otherwise? No,
5: Good. I've always had really great friends who actually just never even really found their person until after college. Like no one who like found love young or anything like that. And they're sometimes they look at me and they're like, "Wow, you live like a nice life because they have kids now and everything."
6: All
5: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> to be like the cool aunt and. I also take care of my mom. She had a huge stroke during COVID, and so I feel like my hands are full in a way. But mm-hmm. I found purpose, in giving back to my mom, giving back to my family, and being okay with that.
1: Yeah, Kristen raises a really interesting angle because there's so much pressure. Because people assume that you can't possibly know full happiness yeah. if you're not with somebody. So people are constantly trying to set you up oh, when you may not even want it.
2: Most like living <laughs> that life. Uh, so
1: annoying. I've lived it for quite some time. Amber, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You are so happy being single. It is possible to be happy and single.
5: So I'm actually calling um, for my mom. So my mom is actually 53, and she has been single most of my life, and she is perfectly content. She has been married twice. Um, her second marriage did not turn out great. Um, it was actually very traumatic. So she has been single the rest of my entire life, and she has actually fixed the clothes on her first house. Good for her. So she, mm-hmm. she is perfectly content.
1: Excellent. Thank you. She never
5: wants to be married or with anybody else ever again.
1: I bet. She's just tired. Tired, (laughs) tired, tired. tired. So it is possible. This is The Bird Show. All right. So, Mo, you were utterly stunned on your podcast, which is called In the Moment, and it's on the Pioneer Network, which I happen to own, and legally I have to tell you guys that, Um, because Katie, I mean,
3: some of the things she does on that podcast and tells you about would be unheard of during here. Absolutely unheard of. And every time I think that Katie can't top what she said before, she always does. And I've heard of people doing a lot of things in order to win over the person that they're interested in. (laughs) But I think Katie took it to a whole nother level when she came to the podcast (laughs) with this story of what she had to do in order to win over her love interest at the time. Katie, would you like to take it (laughs) from here? Um, well... I got in a foot massage competition.
0: A foot massage competition? Interesting. Yes. Okay.
3: Yes, I was as intrigued as you guys are. How does that work? How how does one enter into a foot massaging competition, Kate? Well,
0: first you have to have shots of tequila. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh Well, this is what happened. I was at a party. And the woman that I was interested in was there. And the night was winding down. And I'm sitting on the couch. And she comes over and sits next to me and basically props up her legs across my legs, right? And then it's just us chilling. But there's this one guy who also wanted her, too. And I knew the whole night that he was trying to get her attention. And I was like, "Ah, I got to get rid of this dude. Well, he comes over to the couch where we are and for some reason proceeds to start massaging one of her feet. That's laying on your lap. Yes.
3: Right in front of you.
0: And so then I'm like, I'm going to get a foot, too.
3: So, I mean, she has so two of them.
0: this queen is laying on the
6: couch uh-huh.
2: with her legs and feet on your lap uh-huh. with a man massaging the left foot and you massaging the right foot. Precisely. Okay.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so then, You I are felt...
6: amazing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> this is different.
0: So then I feel like this had to be a battle off, right? He couldn't give a better massage than I can. So I'm working like the hell out of her right foot. And I'm just like, ooh. And he's like, well, do you know about this technique? And I'm like, do you know? about this technique and it was literally a battle off of us trying to massage her feet and she's just lying there half asleep and um taking him, all basically. the benefits yeah yeah basically but I did it and I feel like I won because at the end of the night he left
3: and well, I you, spent the night you got the girl
0: What yeah. did you No you said you spent the night did you get the girl No okay I spent, yeah. the, I spent the night
3: All of the foot massaging there. you did
0: Yeah well you see I spent the night. That's a win. A win is a win. How long
3: did it last? How long did you two actually stare into each other's eyes and rub on her feet in, in competition mode?
0: Um, I would like to believe it was about a good 10 minutes of us going back and forth, trying to show our different techniques of how you move the knuckle here and how you move the little pinky toe to the left and to the right. Yeah. That's
1: impressive. That's impressive. If I were to suggest this to my fiance, like, hey, let's give each other foot massages and see it's competition. Who likes it best? I would have her go first and then I would say, You win. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't even take my turn. I'm gonna go ahead and DQ myself.
6: Yeah. Am I a bad
2: spouse? Because I have never rubbed my husband's feet. Really? And I have no intention of doing so. I can't stand feet. I am not a foot fan.
1: Does he have gnarly feet or is it just no, feet in general? It's just
2: feet in general. I, I don't like feet. Um and bare feet kind of like creep me out like families that do those photos and they're not wearing like and they have bare feet <laughs> 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 <the domes>
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm the same way I don't really? like feet yeah, no. I have never given a foot massage or a foot rub in my life
2: now, I'll take one all day
3: oh yeah them feet be out go yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 do your thing if you want to
4: <laughs> no this is such an act of love in my family like anytime you come home it's like 6pm we're watching TV somebody's feet are getting rubbed no
2: shut up you rub what? each other's
4: feet your, yes your that's, family? Why that's why I always go, that's why I always go home from Florida I know I'm getting a free foot massage <laughs>
6: what? wait so
4: who rubs your feet my mom she does yeah she gets a bath and body works lotion we turn on say yes to the dress we have ourselves a time oh
1: I could see Tiffany doing this with Eliza when they get older she gives her a leg and foot massage every night really? as a kid I could yeah. definitely see her when she comes home from college doing the same thing oh yeah
2: I, I mean I, I do the same thing to Jimmy I give his little you know tootsies um, really but I wouldn't I am not I, my <laughs> you husband, return
3: the favor for your mom yeah mm. some oh.
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and if my dad Venmo's me a hundred bucks I'll do it for my dad too
3: what
2: <laughs> I ain't doing nothing for my dad for free. Oh, he gotta pay for it, but mom don't. <laughs> mom. It's the net bet it's the next bet payoff on this show. <laughs> What's that? You're gonna have to rub somebody's somebody's feet
4: uh, on the show.
1: That's too oh. intimate, man. <laughs> <laughs> a little that's too much. Intimate.
4: Intimate. And she's over here doing it with her mom. Yeah. Didn't we have a and bet. That, didn't we have a bet that we had to suck somebody's
2: toes on the show? Because no. me and you were gonna suck Katie's toes. What?
4: what?
2: No, no, that wasn't a bet. Remember, we had to like. whose toes would you suck? And we both chose Katie because we thought she had the
7: nicest toes. Do you not not remember
6: that? Not really. I blacked that out. Me too.
7: (laughs) And you wonder why they're trying to cancel us in Lexington.
6: (laughs) (laughs) I agree.
1: It's a vert show. The vert show. Kristen walks in studio this morning, clearly, after a round trip 24 hours in Turks and Caicos. Wow, look at that tan.
2: It was beautiful. It really was. Um, Those 24-hour trips, 10 out of 10 (laughs) recommend. I totally think you should do it. Um, No, Kaylee's wife, Erin, came over to my house yesterday and spray tanned my butt in the kitchen, um, Coco Bella tanning, ding, because we have pride this weekend, and I'm not going to be pale around all my gay friends.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I, we are going to have to talk about this. There's way more pressure for this weekend as a as a straight person than there is in any other weekend. Um, having to impress gay people, there's just too much stress involved. <laughs> like between you getting your tan there, I'm hitting the gym hard the last week because I know the costume I have, I'm showing pretty much chest and stomach and that's all I've done all week. Forget forget anything else. No legs, just all chest, all all abs.
2: Okay, let, let's be honest here. Put our vanity aside. The... Oh. The, the important thing this weekend is to support our LGBTQ community and be good allies, and um, it's all about inclusivity and acceptance and love. That's what's important. But right below that <laughs> is abs. <Epps. laughs> And spray tan (laughs) and getting my nails did so they match my Barbie outfit.
1: (laughs) I mean, the level of pressure isn't even close. If I was going to a Halloween party with a bunch of straight people, I wouldn't have thought twice about it. But because, like Kristen said, we are going out and supporting Pride – All I've worked on are two body parts this entire week.
7: (laughs) This is why I have no other body. My entire life I've been building up to this moment by going in the opposite (laughs) direction because I am a teddy bear. So everyone's going to want to squish me and squeeze me and snuggle. All right. So, Bert, we have to talk about this text exchange that happened this morning. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's been a morning. (laughs) You're
2: telling me um, that I'm just now aware of.
1: All right, so just to be clear, I'm not in studio this morning. Mm-hmm. I'm visiting a friend in Florida, so I'm doing the show from her house. So I have no idea. I could feel the chaos in studio as uh-huh. I was trying to set up from here, but I did not exactly know what happened. And it seemed to center around Abby sprinting like an Olympic sprinter <laughs> <Yes>. into studio <laughs> six seconds before we went on the air. All
2: right, so I am going to dramatically read the text exchange, and then I'm going to let Abby. Abby take it and explained what the hell happened this morning, okay? Okay. Abby, um, my car was stolen last night. Can someone take me to work? Rebecca, what? Abby, is anyone on the road, LOL? Cassie, I am. Send me your address. She sends said address. Cassie, on my way. Cassie, be there in 10. Abby, okay, I found my car, but I'm going to be late. Never mind. Thank you, Cassie. Cassie, yay, glad you found it. Abby, just kidding, trapped in my parking garage. Just kidding, I'm out. Abby, okay, I'm on my way.
3: What a frantic morning.
2: What happened?
3: So, yeah. so Well, I- evidently somebody stole her car and moved
4: it. <laughs> and it was me. So I... I live in this uh, apartment complex where there's seven levels for a parking garage, and I live on the top level, so I always (laughs) park in the exact same spot every single day. So when I walk outside to go to work, per usual, I'm expecting to see my car in the exact same spot, and literally my my mind goes... Somebody has stolen my car, and then I'm like, "Well, maybe it's, it got towed. Maybe they didn't see my decal." So now I'm freaking out because I'm like, "I got 10 minutes to get in the studio, or you know, y'all will have nothing for Entertainment Buzz." So I'm texting, i like, can someone take me to work? I can deal with the fact that someone stole my car later." And so, um, Cassie, <laughs> Cassie was kind enough to offer to take me to work. So I take the elevator down to the first floor, and then I see my car, right where I left it. Uh, in front of the mail room uh, <laughs> door, which yeah. what what I didn't leave totally scot-free because it was in the, the wheelchair parking spot. But I normally only park there for about oh, no. 30 seconds to get my package. And then I go oh, back no. up to my apartment. The problem Uh-oh. was, stupid me, I guess, decided to get my <gasps> my packages and go straight up to my apartment yesterday. So my car has just been sitting outside the mail room for the last 12 hours. And now I have a $55 yeah. ticket. You're lucky okay, to wait get a second. A it was 12
1: hours. 12 hours in the handicapped
4: spot? Yeah, so now I'm an a-hole and oh, I have to pay money.
1: <laughs> so, well, you should have to. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I know, I deserve it. I can't even be mad. Like, they could have towed it and they could
2: have fined me $250. So, really, I should be happy. All right, so it was just a brain fart. You meant to grab your packages and park your car in the usual spot, but you didn't. And now you got a ticket, rightfully so, for parking in a handicapped space. Correct. Um, and you just completely forgot and you wake up and you go to your spot and it's not there. And you just have this whole panic that somebody stole your car
4: because again worst case scenario land yep. in my mind i'm like I, there would be no other reason for my car to not be in this parking garage other than somebody took it but that's why remember we were talking about ocd a couple weeks ago that's why i have such bad ocd because i know stupid me is going to do something like this mm-hmm. so sometimes you got to be hyper vigilant and make sure you parked your car where you said you were going to park, park your car
1: And you don't know this, but the worst part of it is your apartment complex ran a promotion yesterday, and they were trying to get handicapped people to the apartment complex (laughs) to be clients, and they got there, and there were no parking spots available, so it was a major fail. Yeah,
4: Yeah, so I'm the reason they've lost business, so they're probably going to charge me about $400 more in rent next year. Yay, me. And how did you get locked
2: into your garage? Oh,
4: that's the other thing. So it really was worst-case scenario this morning. So I go on walks every single night uh, around the park near my apartment, and... And um, I, you can detach your apartment badge to buzz you into the building. So I usually take it off so I don't have to take my keys and like jingle them around while I'm on my walk. <laughs> so I had taken it off for my walk last night and didn't reattach it to my big keys. So not only so not only did I think my car got stolen, I thought now I'm gonna have to sit in this parking garage until the police get here. Hey, <laughs>
3: Kaylee just brought up something. Why all of this is happening? It's Friday the 13th.
6: Oh,
7: my God. My you're comu- so right. My computer wouldn't start this morning, like, for the first five minutes. It was just a black screen, and I'm, like, tapping the power it's button. It's Friday the 13th. And then, my, and then my car wouldn't start. I had one of those keyless entry ones. It was like, key not detected. I'm
4: like,
6: but you let me mm. in if, the car.
3: If you know a guy named Jason, I would not talk to him. Today.
6: <laughs> oh, God.
7: Hey, I'm going to a hockey game later. Anyone else want to come? No. No.
3: <laughs> it's the
1: perfect storm of abbey first thing in the morning. It's okay. the
7: worst. Don't think well, know you're I have... Yeah, Don't they know I have the
2: Taylor Swift movie I have to go to tonight? i got to be in a good mood.
1: (laughs) This is a good transition right here. This is a very good transition.
2: Okay, since your adrenaline is already pumping, Abby, and you seem very awake. Very. uh...
1: (laughs) Are you looking for excitement in Atlanta? Well, you got it right down the street at Mercedes-Benz. That's where Atlanta United plays. And I've been telling you for years. It's one of the most exciting nights that you will have with your family. Soccer is different. It's just different than going to a football game, baseball game. There is no downtime. I mean, the excitement lasts the entire game at an Atlanta United match. And it doesn't even matter if you're really, really into soccer or not. I'll tell you one way to get into soccer. Just go to one Atlanta United game and you will get caught up in the excitement so much that you'll become a lifelong fan. I'm telling you this right now. I love bringing my son Hollis there. I love bringing his friends there. I know it's going to be a safe family event, and I know I'm going to walk out of there. I got some memories now with my kids. So don't look any further. You got one of the best soccer teams in the country right here in our own backyard, Atlanta United. Just give it one try, Atlanta United. You can always get your tickets at atlutd.com.
2: If you're looking for somewhere to celebrate, whether it be a birthday or a graduation or an anniversary, may I recommend an Atlanta United match? So my husband and I just celebrated our seventh wedding anniversary. He is a massive Atlanta United fan. So of course we decided to go to a match at Mercedes-Benz Stadium and had the best time. I'm telling you, if you're a super fan, if you're a casual fan, going to an Atlanta United match is a great way to celebrate. My husband got to watch a great match and I got to enjoy delicious wine. And I also may have gone to the team shop and got myself a new sweatshirt. I'm very excited about my new Atlanta United sweatshirt. (laughs) And kudos to Atlanta's fan base because every time we ride Marta to go down to a match, it is packed full of people wearing their Atlanta United gear visit atlutd.com for tickets and also for the match schedule that's atlutd.com
1: the bird show i asked Kristen and cassie because this was a bit of a confusing situation on friday where she says let's go on a break he goes on a complete break where he doesn't reach out to her at all and she's upset that she she doesn't like the way he's handling the breakup
2: Because she wanted a break. That's what she wanted. But she wanted him to check in and at least see how she's doing. So I asked
1: Kristen and Cassie to do the impossible. Can you put together a couple of scenarios that always get guys and women screwed up where we think we are doing what you want, you know, basically because that's what you asked Mm -hmm. and we're messing it up anyway. So what are you saying and what do you mean?
2: And Abby, to establish, because you weren't here on Friday, um, my sentiment is because women have com- have been conditioned for centuries uh, to not be a burden, and you know we we downplay what we need because we don't want to be like I said we we don't want to be a burden to anybody. We never really truly ask for what we want or what we need, mm. so we kind we downplay things and we we dismiss our needs. So, we're getting better, but so men can understand, we don't do this to drive you crazy and to play a game. I really do think, like, subconsciously, we've just been conditioned for so long not to ask for what we really want because we'll be we will be perceived as, you know, a bitch or... High maintenance. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. So, we're trying to change that, but in the meantime... Here's a glossary to help. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we already got the one. When you're on a break, that doesn't mean don't communicate with me. I need you to at least just check in and say, hey, thinking about you, hope you're like, hope you're doing okay. All
1: right. So a break doesn't mean a complete break, break of no communication.
7: Correct. Mm-hmm, but don't be mad if she doesn't respond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but seriously, it's yeah. just I the fact know. that you texted meant that you thought about me, and maybe I do want a communication break, but it still shows me that you're in this to win it.
1: All right. So if he communicates... He shouldn't expect a communication back, even though that's what you're telling us that she should expect?
2: I, I think there should be a response.
4: Yeah, I don't completely mm. agree with ignoring him. If no. he's going to put his pride on the line and say, hey, just thinking about you, he
7: yeah. should at least get something back. Like, like, thank you for checking in. I guess I'm safeguarding because there are some women out there who will be like, if I ask for a break, I want a break. I don't want to hear from you. So mm-hmm. I, I'm tr- I'm just trying to serve everybody, which doesn't work. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll volley. Okay your turn. Okay, if she says, don't worry about it, I'll do it, you better do it and you better do it fast because what that means is she is tired of helping you figure out how to do whatever task she has asked you to do and just so you know, studies show that the more a woman does around the house the more they oh. see you as a dependent and their sexual attraction dwindles. <gasps> okay. And that is a, that's a, that's science, but yes, it's it's the, it's not, it's the phrase don't worry about, after she has already asked you don't worry about it. I'll do it. Or even if it's not lighthearted, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. Mm, 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 you better do it.
1: Do we get to comment on, sure. on some of this glossary?
7: Absolutely. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what's the point. What's the point of doing
2: a glossary if you're not yeah. going to abide by well, it? Well, because
1: I'm saying if this is, <laughs> is if this is really what you want, then women are sending conflicting messages. Because we know this. I have heard, "Don't worry about it. I'll get it." Right, and then I get it. Then she's mad that I got it when she said that she was going to get it. I was taking away something that she was going to do to add to the house. But
7: did she ask you to do it first? No. That's the the difference. She has to ask you. So if I say, hey, babe, can you do X, Y, and Z? And then he's like, okay, well, where's this? And where's this? And I'm like, you know what? Don't worry about it. I got it. No, you should know where X, Y, and Z is. You should know how mm-hmm. to do this. I asked you, but now you're putting all the load back on me okay. to help you figure out how to do it.
1: So if she says she's going to do something, but it hasn't been done, and I just go ahead and do it, then she's open to, like, being mad at me for doing what she said she was going to do?
7: Correct. I, yeah, I feel like that's partner-dependent. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay.
7: All right. Um, <laughs> next we have, does this dress look good on me? Ooh. I'm
2: fishing for a compliment. Tell me it looks great. Hell yeah. If I'm asking if does something look good, it's because I I need, we're about to go, I need a little boost in self-esteem. Same thing goes with if I'm complaining about my body, do not give me advice on what I, like, well, you know, we can work on X, Y, and Z, and if you want to lose weight, blah, blah, Mm -mm blah, blah. <laughs> I am. I need a boost to my self esteem. I just need you to tell me how beautiful and perfect I am.
1: All right. So, does the dress look good? Yes, yes. You look amazing, baby. Yes. And when you're complaining about a part of your body, yes. Do we say anything, or do we say you're you you look beautiful to me?
2: I, but you're like, I don't know what you're talking about.
1: I don't know what you're talking. <laughs> about. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Exactly. All right. Or so the. The not good answer is, "Oh, I see what you're saying."
2: Yeah, that would be horrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you do got a muffin top.
2: Yeah, you you never you never <laughs> confirm.
1: You don't say that. No. Okay.
2: Uh-uh,
7: you never concur nor confirm. <laughs> do you think my friend is hot? Do you think so and so is hot? Your first word out of your mouth is, "Who?" Even if it's her best friend, "Who are you talking about?" You play like you don't know who she's talking Even about. Even it's like her best friend? Because you're not looking at her best friend as hot, so why would you immediately think of her best friend when she's talking about her coworker named Rebecca? Like, that's the thing. So, who? And then if she presses, you can be like, I guess objectively she doesn't suck, but honestly, I never really thought about it. Mm. That's, yeah. So that way you have not mm-hmm. called her friend ugly. Because okay. you say objectively uh, she do- objectively, you are removing yourself. Uh-huh. She doesn't suck. But you have never thought about <laughs> it.
3: Okay. Can I call my lawyer? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, also, on that vein, when it comes to friends, if I'm telling you a story, all right, Like I'm sharing. Actually, I'm not telling you a story. I'm complaining. I'm whining about something, right? <laughs>
6: okay. Let's, let's,
2: let's, if I'm, let's just keep it 100. So I'm complaining about an issue with a friend. And this is specific to that. It's an issue with a girlfriend. Don't try to fix it. And don't you dare see it from her point of view. Ooh. I am not coming to you for you to take sides or anything. Mm-hmm. I just need you to listen. I need to vent. Mm-hmm. And this is specific because sometimes there's other problems that arise in life. But it's, if it's specific to, like, something like this, man, you just sit there and you be like, ah, oh, girl, that's, yeah, mm, I'm sorry. That sucks. Yeah. Question,
1: question, question. Does this apply to family also? Yes. Okay. Oh,
2: yes, <laughs> Absolutely. It, it
7: more so than ever. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. If she says, let's go get ice cream or frozen yogurt or drive through food, whatever, you have to get something as well, yes, there is no sure, babe. I'll take you. She doesn't want it then. she doesn't no. want to eat alone. If you're not getting ice cream, she's not getting ice cream. so just even if you don't want it, pretend heck, yeah, let's go. Let's go do it. and, and then also, when you get
1: there, you have to buy something. yes,
7: yes, and also, like we said or like we
2: said last week, if she says she doesn't want anything, get her something anyway, yes. Like, get her a side of fries. Get her, like, you, you, if you've been together long enough, you know what they like.
7: Mm-hmm. Be like, hey, I got this just in case. If you don't want it, I'll, I'll take it. Got it. If you want to go pro level... Mm-hmm. Whenever you hear your girl order something, just take a little secret note in yep. your notes app on your phone. Mm-hmm. And then you'll always know her exact Ooh. order. I, I saw If both. she
1: ever sees your notes app, though, is she like, oh, you got to
7: write that down? No, no, I would think it was the most adorable, she, yeah. sweet thing ever. Okay. And then I saw that
2: there's, there's one guy. It was so funny. He was running to a fast food joint. I don't remember which one. She's like, aren't you going to get my order? And he's like, what are you talking about? She's like, don't you need to get my order? And he sat there and rattled off
7: everything she got, all the condiments and sides. And it was so hot. Now, there is, just to make things confusing, I would say there is one exception to this rule, and Kristen, you can confirm or deny. If your girl is on a specific Mm. diet, do not bring home anything that is not on that diet, because that is unfair, and she will cry, and that... By she, I mean me. <laughs> All
1: right. So we need to know exactly what diet you're on and not bring. Well, if your friend is, your order.
7: if your girl's very obviously on keto, like don't go get her a donut when you're going to the donut shop because mm. then it just feels like a temptation and she's conflicted because she wants it, but then again she's trying to do keto and this is your fault for sabotaging her.
2: Mm-hmm. Like Bart came home with one bottle of wine instead of two yesterday Ooh. and that did not go over very well.
7: How many bottles do you need?
2: Well, the problem was we were dr- I was drinking with my neighbors and there was four of us out front so we went through that bottle. Like that. That's, Bart, That's one one glass each. I know exactly. Bart,
1: Jesus. Bart, Bart.
2: Because <sighs> I'm trying. I'm not drinking during the week, and he's like, "I didn't want the temptation." And I'm like, "Yeah, but we have neighbors." See
1: how his intent? His intent was so good, though. It yeah, was. it was, uh-huh. but
2: it didn't land. Um, if, she, if she doesn't like flowers, buy her flowers. Now, if she, or not, if she doesn't like flowers, if she's like, "No flowers, don't buy me flowers, they die," blah blah blah. I'm not saying get flowers for a special occasion. I'm saying out of the blue, for no special occasion whatsoever. You come home with flowers just because.
7: A lot of that is guilt around the cost of flowers. Yeah. So that's why they'll say, like, don't do that for Valentine's Day. Yeah,
2: and the don't celebrate Valentine's Day, that's a load of BS. Mm -hmm. Get her a card. Like, like, at minimum, get her a card and, like, put a gift card for a massage in there or something Mm -hmm. like that. Something just for her. Okay. And
7: speaking of special days, never ask this question. Babe, what do you want for your birthday? You should know. Mm. We've been dating. Mm -hmm. You should have. I have mentioned products throughout my life that I have liked. I have made commentary. You know me. And if you don't, if we just started dating, I'm pretty sure you can find one of my friends on Instagram or Facebook and shop with them for ideas.
1: Do we get pinged for buying you something that you don't like that you're going to I was gonna say you're gonna have to return, but now I'm sort of guiding my way through this emotional landmine.
2: Yeah, no, I should never. Ha- you you return it.
1: We return it. Yeah. And because
2: returns are such a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm.
1: Do we get more credit for getting you the wrong thing or for asking you what you want?
7: I would I would prefer you try and yeah. get me the wrong thing. Okay. Because when you ask me what I want, <laughs> then it takes. Then I feel like an obligation. I'm costing you money. So now in my head, I'm like. What do I think his budget is? I don't want to make him spend too much. I'm not worth this. I don't know. No, I don't want to say I'm going to, you know, go get me this because what if someone's getting me this or what if I'm going to buy it for myself later on? It, it just is like such a quagmire of annoying thoughts that... Just figure it out. The mental labor is yours for my birthday. Hold no. on.
1: Lisa here is not walking in solidarity with you. She oh, thinks you guys are ridiculous. We already I'm sure said you're ridiculous. We gave that
2: disclaimer. You're
1: ridiculous. <laughs> and I own it. Good morning, Lisa. You're on the Bird Show. Hi.
0: Good morning, Bird Show. But, like, this list is exhausted. Yeah. It is. If I was a guy, I'd just be like, no, I got no time for you guys. <laughs> just have a bloody
2: conversation. That would be nice, <laughs> but... Yeah. Unfortunately, that's
7: not going to happen. I've tried the conversations. They don't really work. So here we are.
1: You know what is making more sense to me than anything else? Those weird shows where dudes fall in love, like, with their exhaust pipe on their
6: car. <laughs> 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 He's starting to get it now. I'm starting to, It's starting to make sense to me now. Just
2: make sure the car's turned off.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Birch Show. Look, having any stressful conversation with your mom, Woo! the anxiety can ping, right? Knowing that you're going to go to your mom and say, hey, mom, I know you're messing around on dad and you got to stop it.
2: Makes my butt pucker. (laughs) Among other things. All the things pucker. (laughs)
1: But that's exactly what happened. And today is follow up Thursday. And you guys remind us of Bert Show storylines that we haven't had uh, that we haven't closed up. And Jackie West said, Bert, last summer, you had a woman named Mary who had called her mom When she was supposed to be on a girl's trip, before the call disconnected, she heard her mom fooling around with another man. Did Mary ever tell her dad from
2: Jackie? So this has been almost a year, just a little over a year to the date. We heard from Mary last June. Mary called her mom while she was supposedly on a girl's trip. Before the call could end, oh, I remember this. She heard her mom speaking to a man in the background She continued to listen until she heard what she suspected was her mom being intimate with another man that was not her father.
1: (laughs) There's only one thing grosser than hearing your parents having sex. And that's hearing your mom having sex with another man that's not your dad. Yeah, <laughs> that's That wins.
2: Um, when her mom returned from her trip, she confronted her. She told her everything she heard, and her mom was upset. She told her not to mention anything to her father. She wanted to say that, that she was having problems with her father, and the rest wasn't her business. Mary was still conflicted about what to do after speaking to her mom. Did she ever tell her pops what was going on? I'm
1: trying to remember what our advice was at the time also. Because my knee-jerk reaction right now is, I'd stay out of it. Like, you already talked to mom, told her it's bugging you. (sighs) Going to dad about it just seems explosive. They're adults. You don't know what arrangement they made or anything.
3: She's a grown woman. There's not much you can do. Here's the update. After a lot of internal struggle and contemplation, I made the difficult decision to stay out of my parents' marital issues completely. As much as it hurt me to hear what I did and to know about my mom's betrayal, I realized that interfering by telling my dad wouldn't necessarily solve anything. In fact, it could potentially make things worse or, irrep- or irreparably... Ooh, I'm struggling with that one. You got it. Irre- irreparably... There you go. Damage their relationship. I didn't want that burden on my conscience or to be responsible for the potential collapse of my parents' marriage. For the sake of my own mental health, I decided to keep what I overheard to myself. I didn't want to involve myself further in their personal lives. I had to prioritize my own well-being and not let their issues consume me. It was a difficult choice, but I believed it was the right one. Even though it has been a while since that incident, and I want to be honest, I'm still upset and disappointed with my mom. We haven't talked about what happened since that confrontation, However, I have noticed the struggles my parents have been facing over the past year. It's evident that their relationship isn't as strong as it used to be. But here's the thing. There has been no mention of divorce either. I can't say for sure if my mom ended the affair or not. I don't have all the information, and she hasn't said anything to me about it. All I can do is hope and pray that she reconsidered her actions, felt enough shame to end whatever she was doing, and is working on repairing the damage she caused. I genuinely want my parents to get through their issues, strengthen their bond, and keep our family intact. Mm. So that's all I have to update you on. I'll let you know if that changes.
1: I can never look at my dad the same way after he told me how he screwed around on my mom and my stepmom. I can never look at him the same way. He thought, you know, I think it was like my 21st birthday, and he was like, all right, you're a man now. We can be friends. All right, <laughs> We can be friends. We I don't can
2: confide to... in each other. Yeah, we
1: don't need to have this father-son relationship anymore. We can be friends. So uh, he proceeded to tell me about how many times he had screwed around on my mom, screwed around on my stepmom, how he sort of had a almost like a secret hidden life in Las Vegas. We were living in San Diego at the time. Uh, and he was showing me pictures of the woman that he was having an affair with wow. and stuff. Um Yeah, my dad wasn't a good dad, (laughs) Uh, but I, I knew he wasn't a good person. But at that moment when he shared all that with me, I could never look at him the same way.
4: Yeah, because yeah, I think to some extent as a kid, like you sort of see your parents, like you know they have flaws, but to you they sort of seem like superheroes. They so- sort of seem infallible to some extent. So when that curtain gets drawn, mm. I mean, at least for my parents, like I like if my dad ever came to me and was like, hey, let me tell you about the time I cheated on your mom, mm-hmm. you do the same thing for me.
1: I think with I, I never had any kind of ideas that my dad was a superhero <laughs> ever, ever, ever. I just didn't know the depths of it. And I don't think it even surprised me. But just hearing the words coming out of his mouth—that was—that's a game changer.
2: It's one thing to think it. Yeah. It's another thing to know it. Right.
1: Yeah. I, I couldn't <laughs> recover from that at all. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. The Burt Show. So it was a few weeks ago. This is still pretty startling, man. We now have confirmation, even though we've sort of felt it in our gut that aliens have landed in the United States of America and all around the world, and. They got folks that are actually working with the aliens. I mean, they've dissected them. Who knows where they are? But it's a reality now.
2: What's the terminology they're using, Cassie? Because they're not calling
7: them aliens, because they said they have aircraft and they have bodies of what? Extra dimensional. uh, No, no, excuse me. They're using biologics is what it is because the whole thing is they might not be from space. They may be from an alternate dimension instead. So calling technically calling them an alien or an extraterrestrial is not correct. So they call them non-human biologics. They're also using the acronym UAPs instead of UFOs, which is the other one I remember. Okay. An identified aerial phenomena. Though I think the P's been updated to something else now. Oh, okay. Geez.
6: Okay. Yeah, anyway, a lot. you don't want to offend aliens. the aliens
1: by calling <laughs> them aliens. They're not aliens. aliens. <laughs> exactly. They're They'd be really upset. human
7: biologics.
1: You don't want to piss them off, <laughs> not knowing <laughs> no. what their capabilities are. So okay. with that, Kristen had an idea.
2: So listen, I'm I'm not I'm I'm one of those people that you see in the memes that are circulating that I really honestly. Hmm. sorry, not sorry, don't care about the aliens. What? I feel like we got a lot of stuff going on down here. What? And I'm just,
1: <laughs> it's... It's so much more interesting to read about this than the other crap going on in the world.
2: You would think, but I just, I, in all sincerity, I don't really care about the aliens. <laughs> but I figure since this, everybody, everybody else in here was super stoked about the aliens, that I'm like, all right, so they're here. We know they're here. Congress has confirmed that. So you... Run into an alien. Mm -hmm. Alien lands, knocks on your door, and says, Hey, I would like you to show me around your place. Mm -hmm. What's the first thing you're going to do with your alien?
1: Okay, I would like to go first. Okay. And I will tell you why. In full disclosure, I completely forgot about this list, even though I did it Uh when you told me to. But I had forgot to do it all day long. And when I finally got to it, I'm just going to be honest with you guys, I was super high in Delta 8. (laughs) And all all right, which is totally legal.
2: So you're going to do Delta 8 with your alien?
1: Um, no, I didn't put that <laughs> on the list. We're, but you now should. that I'm looking at the list, I was definitely high.
6: <laughs> <laughs> did right. you
1: put Claremont Lounge and Pink Pony? Uh, I did not. Um, for whatever reason, I thought it would be really funny f- to take an alien to a Dragon Con or a Comic Con. Oh. Okay. Because their, their first time on Earth, they're like, what the hell is
2: all this? <laughs> that? That makes a lot of sense.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, I also thought it would be really cool to take them to Dollywood. Oh, okay. Um, I wanted to play pickleball with my alien.
7: Okay. Do you you want them to destroy the planet? Is that what I'm hearing?
1: Why? What's wrong with that? Pickleball is a very...
7: Okay. They're going to be so intrigued by everything Earth has Uh to offer. They have the technology to travel either between dimensions or across light years, but pickleball is what's going to get them.
3: Pickleball (laughs) is hell, playing pickleball.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um... I, for whatever reason, thought taking a monster, monster trucks would be really fun.
2: (laughs) You were so high when you put this list together. Uh,
1: Renaissance fair. (laughs)
2: I'm picturing an alien holding a giant turkey drumstick. (laughs)
1: Well, I kind of went there with my last one. I don't know where this came from. I don't even really remember writing it. Uh, I would take my alien uh, or I would make my alien wear a bolo tie while eating a corn dog or sprayed canned cheese. (laughs)
6: What? what? Oh, he was That's deep
1: that. in that Delta 8 by that
6: You were tripping.
2: I honestly don't know if we need to go through anybody else's list. Though, I mean, I, I pretty much
3: got them all covered. You
2: really did. Nailed mm-hmm. it. All right, Mo, what are you going to do with your alien?
3: Uh, I wanted to take them to an amusement park <laughs> just because I wanted to see them get on a roller coaster and see if they react like, really? This, <laughs> this <laughs> is, this is, this is nothing. <laughs> like, what is this? Uh, to the studio, because I have to be the first artist to have an alien featured on a record. Ah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be fine. (laughs) And um, lastly, I said I would take him to the Cowboys game. And also hope that they can play quarterback. (laughs) Maybe they can help us win some games.
4: So I would use mine as a ploy to meet all my favorite celebrities. So I would turn into like a mommy blogger. Like I'm going to start an Instagram account for my alien and make it the first extra dimensional influencer. And then I'll take it to little restaurants. I'll put it in little outfits. And then all my favorite celebrities are going to see it and be like, oh, my gosh, what can money not buy an alien, <laughs> and they'll all want to meet me because they'll be like, I want to be friends with Abby and her cool alien friend. Oh, wow.
1: That's that's a good entertainment buzz reporter right there. That is. <laughs> that's living it. I'm nothing
7: if not on brand. That's living the lifestyle. <laughs> I did a very different take <laughs> from you guys. I'm going to take my aliens to see beautiful views like the mountains in Jasper, Canada, the beaches in Fiji, Bori. the northern lights in Norway. <laughs> then we're going to look at human achievement stuff like the Taj Mahal or go to the Louvre and see the Sistine Chapel. And then we're going to go see the bad parts like Um, The largest slum in Pakistan, Chernobyl, the homeless population in L.A., a cancer ward, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, because... They will have seen all the beautiful parts and when I end on the sad stuff they're going to help us fix it all. I
3: yeah. feel like Ball we have to do so bad now. I
1: feel like we have to do everything we can to make sure that you don't get the alien. Yeah, Why? Well, That's
7: a great, you want, if Abby it. wants to dress it in influencer outfits and take it to restaurants. You're you want to play pickleball. You're going to
1: take this alien to a museum or see yeah. the northern lights where, who knows where they came from? The northern lights is probably nothing to them.
7: Or maybe it's everything. Maybe they <laughs> like ugly planet is an ugly barren rock and this is the most beautiful <laughs> thing they've ever Let's seen. No, um, so, so I
2: was going to do the same thing with my alien. <laughs> You're
0: gonna I take fight. him to all
7: No, no, no.
2: I wasn't going to take him to the beautiful parts. I was literally only going to take them to like the fat fatberg in the ocean and be like, "How can we?" F-? I was going to take no the alien way. to all our problem areas to see if they could figure out how to fix it. No, mm-hmm.
1: you put him in a bolo tie and you <laughs> take him to Monster Truck.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the Bird Show.
1: I think my boyfriend is gay. Says the email. That's how it leads right there. She wants some advice. Look, if you've got something going on in your life, you want to share it with Bird Show, Bird Show fam, maybe get you some advice, hit us up at the So
4: I need some advice. I think my boyfriend is gay. First off, I have nothing against anyone that's gay. I actually support it. Second, I live in a different state and I've been listening to your show since my twenties. I'm almost forty three. So I'm saying I'm a huge fan. I've been with my fiance for almost a decade. Still no marriage. Anywho, he admitted to me in our first couple of years of our so-called engagement that he had relations with a man several years prior to him and I even knowing each other. The only reason he admitted this to me was because when he announced on his Facebook account that he was engaged, some random guy whom I'd never heard my fiance ever mention left him a message on Facebook Messenger and said, Hi, doll. I miss you. I was allowed access to his phone at the time, so I asked my fiancé about this guy calling him a doll.
1: Yeah, it's not often that one guy will refer to another guy as doll. <laughs> no. I text Mo yesterday. I didn't say, hey, doll. How <laughs> you feeling? Today? I don't believe you did.
4: It's never too late to start.
1: <laughs> In fact, there were no words at all. There were just a couple of moments. It really was. It took me ten minutes to figure out what you were asking.
4: <laughs> my fiancé admitted to me that it was a quick fling and that I had nothing to worry about. I quickly let it go as something he tried but didn't like. Well, here I am, almost a decade later, later, still in the fiancé mode. Lately, as in the last year, he leaves my apartment. He lives with his mom, by the way, and goes to a guy's house whom he says doesn't hang out with women. He says this gentleman likes to wrestle with him. And then he told me that he meant to say... Arm wrestle.
3: No, he didn't. <laughs> When's the last time
2: you hung out with, like, your your dudes and you guys arm wrestled? Arm wrestled?
3: I was probably 13. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Been a
1: while. Uh, yeah. Been a while. Been a while.
2: All right. Just checking.
4: Just... And
1: even longer since I wrestled with
3: them. <laughs> <laughs> like, as in never. Right. I'm just surprised
4: we have this letter. She's been with him 10 years, and she has just now mentioned that he lives with his mom. But that's not, th- that's not a problem here. I caught him about four years ago talking with a man at a bar who bought him a drink. I was alone by myself on a patio trying to find him. What should I do? I've tried to make this man happy. I've loved him to the very depths of my soul. But he's full of drama and he's lied to me about the men in his life. To reiterate, I am all for any types of love. But I've spent almost a decade with someone who used to let me see their phone until now someone who won't even let me touch his phone let alone his d Ooh. for 2 years
1: okay then yeah we got problems now we got problems <laughs> there's a
4: lot of information and in just the last <laughs> paragraph of this what should i do sincerely the fake fiance come
1: on oh. you know what to do
3: you know what's going on you haven't has, you, have, you guys haven't done it in 2 years
4: she hasn't even done? touched it in 2 years
3: nah.
4: yeah nah.
3: woof that's more than enough information to at least pull out all the stops and have a serious conversation with this man about what's really going on.
1: Yeah, I mean, he clearly is super uncomfortable with what appears to be uh, an attraction to men, right? And we got a lot of circumstantial evidence going on here. For us, it seems clear as day. But I don't know how you feel about it, but if you're open to being in a marriage with a dude that can also date dudes— then I would tell him that. If you're not for that whatsoever, I think you got some decisions to make.
2: And because he was forthcoming and he told her he had had a relationship with a man prior to even knowing her, I feel at this point, you both need to sit down and you need to be like, how do you identify? Because maybe he's gay, maybe he's bisexual, maybe he is somewhere else on the spectrum. Um, So you need to have that open conversation and... You need to, and again, I don't think you're going to get anything about being accusatory, but be like, you're you're doing X, Y, Z. We haven't had relations in two years. You no longer let me see your phone. Um, there's these other men are like, I can't sit here and wait for a man to marry me that I think is interested in men.
1: At some point it's insulting. Like, I mean, there's so much clear evidence here that when you deny it over and over and over again, it's like you're almost like insulting my intelligence. Just be honest with me. But the second part of this, I do have some compassion for here. She's been with this dude for a decade. That's That's a lot of time invested. Mm -hmm. So she wants to hold on with everything she has. But
2: But – You can't stay with somebody just because you don't want to look at those 10 years as wasted time. No,
1: that's not what I'm inferring, but I'm understanding her desire to try to work around this.
2: Well, it's hard to
4: walk away from someone that you've been with for 10 years, but this relationship is clearly not serving either of you. You clearly want to be married. And if you haven't like even been remotely intimate in two years, he clearly is looking for something else. Maybe it's another woman. Maybe it's another guy. Either way, I know that you're okay with it, but I think it's time to talk about it.
3: Lay it all out on the table. For sure, especially before you get married. You haven't touched
1: that thing in two years. Y'all got problems. I make sure it still will be the best times.
2: You could have been a little nicer about that. I mean,
3: that's the truth.
1: <laughs> 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 two years. He's rubbing on something.
3: <laughs> the Bird Show.